Welcome to the Songwriters Table. I'm Allison Bankston. Like the Farm to Table movement, we're getting back to our musical roots. Through this podcast, my partner Galen Smith and I will be introducing you to songwriters and the stories behind their music. You can find our Facebook page through our website at songwriterstable.com, where you can also find information on how to support songwriters like the ones on today's show. And follow us on Twitter at song to table That's song, the number two, table. This is the Songwriters Table. Something incredible happens when musicians come together and create something unique. And that was the case in Bangor, Maine in the summer of 2015, when five actors, who are also great musicians, were cast for the production of Ring of Fire at Penobscot Theatre Company. The show, focused on telling the fascinating life story of Johnny Cash, featured five players who all portrayed multiple characters in Cash's life, and each of these actors also played several musical instruments. These sort of shows with that kind of varied talent don't come around very often. Ashley Marie Lewis and Jeremy Savelovitz came from New York, and Andrew Crow from North Carolina. Local actors and musicians Galen Smith and Ira Kramer rounded out the cast. Theatrical productions on their own tend to result in lasting ties among actors and others involved in the production. But when you add that other layer of connection, in this case, five people who play multiple instruments and also are songwriters, the result was magic. During downtime while preparing for the show, the cast started sharing their original music with each other. And suddenly the spirit of Ring of Fire, all that original music written by Johnny Cash and the way he told stories through his music, seemed to take on new meaning for the group. Out of that shared experience, the Writer's Ring was born, a one-time showcase for the cast of Ring of Fire to share their original music. It was a moving experience for the songwriters and for the people who had the good fortune to enjoy that one-time show. We spoke with the cast about their experiences as songwriters, what inspires them, and what doing that showcase meant to them. Andrew Crow plays a large number of instruments, including guitar, bass, drums, harmonica, piano, and even fiddle. As musical director for Ring of Fire, he had the privilege of leading this group of musicians in the Ring of Fire production and participating in the Writer's Ring. So, Andrew, the Writer's Ring was a fantastic opportunity to really showcase some amazing talent among the cast and some creativity uh, that I think the rest of the folks in Bangor hadn't yet seen. So thank you for sharing that with us, first of all. Yeah, absolutely. That was a real treat. That was a real joy. What was the best part of it for you? Best part of Writer's Ring, um, to be able to play original songs in a beautiful space and to have an attentive um, listening audience. Was there any particular song that really meant more to you than others? Of my own, you mean? Yeah. Um, well, um, I think for me the one that stood out was uh, I played a song that I'd never shared with anybody before, which was um, a song about a barn in Ohio. I'm, I'm not sure what the title of that song is yet. I, I sent it away today for mastering under the uh, working title of Barn Blessing. 
I think that might stick. But um, but that one stands out because it had never been played for anyone before. So that was a a, um, a special event. Tell me the story behind that. Um, so I spent the month of May helping uh, one of my favorite bands convert an old barn into a performance space, and they have an incredible vision for this um, for this barn. The barn is 140 years old. It's on a little farm in Ohio that they have called uh, Nowhere Else. And, um, you know, they've realized that they can't spend um, 200 days on the road anymore mm-hmm. uh, performing as they get older. And, uh, and so they're looking for a place to sort of... Um, uh, bring their music into its own home, and uh, so they've they've bought this farm, and that's their vision for this place. And uh, I sent them an email out of the blue, uh, early spring, and I had heard about this project of theirs through their newsletter, and they had no idea who I was. So out of the blue, they get an email from someone saying, "Hey, would you like help with working on the barn?" And I I thought that they would you know politely decline, and they said, "No, we would love to have the help." Oh, that's awesome. Um, so I went and helped on the barn, um, and uh, one of my big projects was um, helping to save this old floor, this old tongue-and-groove floor with old old wood. And uh, and um, anyway, the, the barn came a long way in that month. They held a concert then on the grounds um, to introduce their fans to this to this space that they're that they have fallen in love with, and that a lot of their fans have um, contributed to making uh, this dream possible. And um, one of the one of the side stories that came out of that was that um, someone came to that concert, that um, that sort of barn raising concert, as they called it, and later sent an email saying that that they had loved the concert, that they had had a great time, but that they had maybe done something illegal, <laughs> um, that they had uh, they had brought the ashes of their recently deceased um, loved one, their their life partner, and mixed them into the sand. Um, that was getting used by the mason to to lay stonework around the foundation of this barn, um, because the music of uh, of Over the Rhine of this band had meant so much to them throughout the years, and um, that they had always found a profound comfort and solace in this music, and and so they they wanted <laughs> he this person wanted their and I don't I don't know if it was a, a man or a woman but wanted their their loved ones remains to be a permanent part of this barn and they had brought their ashes and mixed it in so from from that whole experience from from that story from the time that I spent working there and getting to know these people whose voices and whose sound was so familiar to me over over a couple uh, a couple decades of my life listening to their music from snippets of conversation and from all that happened in that month this this uh, song finally emerged and that's that's the barn blessing. Get on your hands and knees, lay straight these floorboards. There's blood in this old wood, begging not to be ignored. Don't mind the curls and twists, don't mind the places it broke free. Cause when the weary come to hang their cares on a melody, the tongue and groove will bear the load they bring. Wooden scars will open up and sing. Raise up the old beam, tie in the new one tight. Give the swallows and the Holy Spirit a 
urge to rest their flight Don't run the speakers loud Just catch the songs and set them free And when they tumble down the farmer's staircase clumsily Hungry hearts and bellies will agree Ohio grew the answer to their need the Science says a nesting bluebirds Give them room and give wild dreams A chance to bloom They followed you to softer ground The faithful who have hung around And now ashes mortar Hold these stones Like a poetry inside your bones You called us to now we've got nowhere else to be We've got nowhere else to be Shut down the table saw Bring in the fiddle Got stringed vehicles of song that have brought us safe this far. It's by a flimsy twist of fate. We sell vibration by the pound. So let the slatted ceiling bring your words right back around. And this old barn will be some sort of lost and found. So let the noise begin and love abound. Roll back the sliding door, cast in the sunlight On a century of untold stories, hiding in plain sight We've come to hold the pen and add a chapter to these walls But there's a sneaking feeling when that final curtain falls We may owe a debt that we can never mend this old barn has raised us in the end. Science says the nesting bluebirds give them room, give wild dreams a chance to bloom. They followed you to softer ground, the faithful who have hung around. And now ashes mortar, hold these stones like the poetry inside your bones. You called us to the edge, now we've got no We've got nowhere else to be. Get on your hands and knees, lay straight these floorboards. Thank you. Do you find that your music tends to have a, a bit of a current theme or a, a particular style in general, or do you write in a lot of different genres and styles? That's a good question. I don't know. Um, 
I'm not sure. Uh, to say to say I write folk or Americana may be, may be fairly true, but it, it may also be vague. Um, I, I'm not sure how to answer that question. And maybe not wanting to be in just one genre, wanting to make your own. Certainly not. But but I yeah I think genre is is maybe um, picking a genre is maybe the listeners. Uh, job and not the writers um occasionally i have i have specifically set out to write a song in a genre for example i i i have a song called um um va 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 voom i think is the title of it that that was specifically written to sound like um like a 70s pop rock song um but besides that i think you write the song and then and then the song dictates what genre it wants to live in uh or or the the musicians that you're playing it with sometimes inform what genre a song is in. I want to hear Va 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 Voom now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's not a recording of that one yet, but I'd gladly play it for you at some point. For those who are doing some songwriting on their own right now, maybe not really being heard very much, but uh, but really enjoying the process, any advice for them? Sure. Uh, first of all, write for yourself. You can't write for anybody else. You can't write for... Um, you can't write... Uh, for an imaginary audience, you can't write for who you think might might appreciate a song. You write a song um, for yourself and for what you need to say at that moment in your life, and for what you need to express. And the songs that people will then relate to and pick up on and and love and cling to may or may not be the ones you think they will. Um, I have songs that have very much surprised me both ways. I've written songs that I thought, oh, this this is this is going to be a hit. People are going to love this song and everybody can relate to this and it sort of you know flies under the radar and nobody really um latches onto it and songs that i've thought were very personal and and maybe too specific to a time and a place that i thought maybe wouldn't be relatable to the general audience uh have had a very very strong response so write for yourself and um don't uh don't judge your songs until way after they're done, if at all. But just get them on paper and, and write as an exercise and capture every little idea that comes on a voice recorder or on a, or on a pad of paper and and uh, let the songs find their own way before you judge whether whether you want to let the world have a listen to it. Ashley Marie Lewis was the only woman in the Ring of Fire production and participating in the Writer's Ring, and her soulful lyrics and tone captured the hearts of the audiences in Bangor. Jeremy Savelovitz's deep baritone voice reverberated through Penobscot Theater during Ring of Fire and brought some of the most emotional songs in the production, such as Man in Black, to life. With his original songs in the writer's ring, he showed a more playful, youthful side, as well as tackling some difficult topics. Most of my stuff is, at least a lot of my earlier stuff of a few years ago, has kind of been exposing some deeper thoughts and a little more introspective into my own personal life, um, and kind of bringing that out. And, you know, for every, every time that's upbeat and happy, I have a joke my personality is very outgoing very fun when it comes to my music it's kind of the other side of that spectrum for me okay and i can kind of 
open that door for a period of time and see what's going on in there.
So from a singing perspective, because you're both phenomenal singers, Thank you. I'm just curious about this. You've probably written some songs you haven't played out in front of people before. Most songwriters have. How much does your voice sounding good on the song play into whether you play it out or not? I write for my voice type. I literally will write a melody and and weave it around what I can do vocally because I, as a singer, I, I only learned how to play instruments literally because I never wanted to have to ask somebody to play for me. <laughs> That's why I learned how to play a guitar, how to play piano, because I was like, I, I don't want to ask people. So I showcase the voice always because that's that's my wheelhouse that's mm-hmm. how i that's where i feel the most comfortable um so i'll i'll write things pretty much everything i write is is for my voice so if i don't play it it's because probably i don't feel the song's very good not really because it's like oh because i if you're writing it for yourself to sing well hopefully it'll go well sure yeah, for me yeah. yeah how about you jeremy um you know i if if the if i feel strongly enough about a song <laughs> whether i've written it you know 10 minutes before the show or 10 years before it. Um, if it's something I feel strongly about, I'll, I'll throw it out there. Um, there's definitely a bunch of open mic nights that I've played that I've gone up and played a song that's partially, you know, written. And I'm just like, well, I'll just kind of, I'll throw another chorus in or something. My voice has a lot of different qualities to it. And I write for different qualities of my voice. Sure. In certain things. If, again, it's and a lot of my stuff comes from a very passionate place. So it's like, okay, if I'm not really feeling like I'm going to hit that high note, but this is something that I need to say tonight, then I'll I'll say it and I'll I'll bark it out or I'll find that other melody line that I had bouncing around and said, well, now's a good a time to try it as any and keep it really fresh and organic because every room you play for is going to be different. Um, and it's, I think that that's you know that that's something exciting like if someone can listen to it and say oh man well it sounds one way on the record but the night that i saw him he played it this way mm-hmm. you know everyone can have that specific um experience yeah experience or... exactly yeah yeah nice so i'm just curious if you had to uh, if, if i could just put a list on the table right now and i had a magic wand or a genie and you could collaborate with anyone <laughs> in the world tomorrow and write a song famous not famous someone who helped you learn someone who meant something to you musically or or someone who's a superstar who would you collaborate with and it's only one person uh i'm gonna say one or group this is so difficult (laughs) that's that's really really hard for me that's a Oh my That's gosh. a very long list. That if is you, a long list. If you list. can't pick one, then name one that would mean a lot to you. Mine would definitely be Jeff Tweedy from Wilco. Ooh, and um, why? Wilco has been a... I, I've loved them for so long. I, I mean, I got into them right around uh, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. Um, and just really, it was kind of this really unique record that I'd never heard. And I mean, it, it blew a lot of people away when it came out um, and I caught it a couple of years later, but once I heard it, it was kind of this very different sound than I was ever used to. And then I kind of dug back through their catalog. Um, and again, for me, like he just lyrically gets it in a way that respond that I respond to. Wow. Um, and especially lately, some of his solo stuff that he's put out and just his voice and the way he plays his guitar is just really, 
awesome. Nice. And it really it really gets me in a in a big way. So I would have to say, Mr. Tweedy, if you're listening. <laughs> All right. So I'm going through this list and there's so many female artists that like have and Ashley's eyes are like saucers. I know, I, like, I, it's I a candy store. It's really, really difficult. Um I would say <clears throat> overall I'd love to collaborate with Fiona Apple. Ooh. Um I can see that. She's killer. Yeah. Her the lyrics, the the music, the the just the sense of like that rock voice. Um I grew up listening to her first album title and I bought the book and I learned every single note every single thing on the piano and sing it too. And I got to actually meet her one time, which no was kidding. like wow. absolutely terrifying for me because they were like, don't look at her. Don't touch her. Don't do anything. She doesn't like any of that. <laughs> so I'm like shaking as I'm meeting this woman and she's just this beautiful fairy nymph of, of music and love. And I just adore everything she does. It's so different. It's so interesting. It's kind of mm. weird. It's, it's got a cool beat. I, I, I think her and I could come up with some, Fiona, I think you and I could do some really good things together <laughs> if you ever want to. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, she's she's such a creative mind and, and very much thinking outside of the box compared to uh, a lot of female I mean, songwriters. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For Fantastic. Sure. Um, one last question. Is there any funny story behind one of your songs that you'd like to share? Like something that, that came about um, uh, that might be a very entertaining story for people to hear about a song that got written? Hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think because, yeah, again, that's... my songs aren't super happy. Yeah, so. mine either. I'm like, well, I could call a few people out specifically, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, um... <laughs> Oh man, let me run through this gamut real quick. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't know if there's anything in my catalog that's that yeah, would be an entertaining story for or them. embarrassing for anyone else. Yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no on that one. Well, you know, my, the, I got a cool story. Like, I don't know if cool it's entertaining. Cool stories are good. Yeah, is that all right? Yeah, yeah. let's try a cool account? story. Okay, so originally when I wrote that song, uh, Suicide Note. Originally, it was called Runaway, and I had had these lyrics to it, and I was like, okay, this is my song about running away. My artist friend, I, I, I said this at the, the show too, uh, an artist friend of mine said, hey, I am doing this thing, I'm doing all these postcards from like the 1800s, and whatever's written on the back, um, it's a little story, just like a little picture. So what I want you to do is I want you to weave a song about this story. So she, she mm. emailed me this postcard, and it was about this 15-year-old boy his his boss who wrote a letter to another boss saying uh oh you know it's it's pretty cloudy out this the the fields are great for picking i don't know what they said at the very end he's like oh and by the way uh the farmhand boy the 15 year old farmhand boy killed himself so there's that oh wow and so i was like wouldn't it be interesting to write a song that because we have no idea about this boy who he was why he did what he did i was like would be interesting to see like if i wrote his suicide note Mm. and what that would be, what he might have been thinking. So I'm looking at the picture, I'm looking at, and I'm researching the time period. So I came up with those lyrics, and I kind of switched it to Suicide Note, which is kind of dark and weird, but I, that was like my tribute to that song. Yeah, and, and interesting that it wasn't so much an introspective, although there might have been pieces of you in the song, mm-hmm. um, that it was writing it about a scenario. Yeah, it was from his voice. So everything is, is in his uh, perspective mm. in the song.
Working all day, light along, and drinking all night. A bottle of whiskey flow to keep open my eyes. I'm tired of this shit, I'm tired as hell. Tired of my mess, tired of myself. You can't stop me digging for someone else tonight. I won't leave you with suspense, cause my only defense is escape. Cause as I grow, I try to climb these cell walls. Cause I don't care and I'm taking what's mine. As long as I don't, as long as I don't ever cross your line. Cause my mind's been trying to erase The darkness of this cold and lonely place I'm gonna slow it down Finally take my sweet time I do one last shot Hold my breath and the bullet is mine I won't leave you in suspense Cause I only defense is escape Cause as I crawl, oh, I wanna climb these walls. I don't care, and I'm taking what's mine. Just leave me alone. I've been too long on my own to ever cross your line. listening to your music five years from now and you've got a bunch of other stuff that you've written and you're feeling really good about it what would you like people to say about you jeremy that they like the early stuff too (laughs) 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 and that they're still listening five years later and that they can't wait to hear what the next record's gonna sound like it's interesting when i look back at the stuff that i've written you know the angsty high school acoustic love song to the crush that i never asked out and then you know college when it's like okay yeah now i'm finally playing with other people and they're giving me different sounds and everything gets a little louder and a little more electric and then now looking back at it and being on the road and kind of doing all these things that my my catalog at this point which is a lot of things that a lot of people haven't heard um 
spans a lot of different genre. And that's something that I've always really enjoyed. And I mean, like, I would love to... I had an idea. I, I just put out an EP uh, called Devils and Kings. It's a three-song EP. And I was talking to one of my friends who is a hip-hop producer. And we were talking and she was like, you could really chop some of this up and, and try and make a mixtape with some, you know, rapper or something. I was like, do it. You know, I would love to just be that that kind of take the, the Neil Young approach and really just every record just do something that still has my voice and still has my, you know, perspective. But maybe there's a, a country album and maybe there's a rock album and then maybe we do a noise rock you know bluegrass album i don't know anything but i'm I'm just really i'm a creative type and i I love to just get in the ring with different people and and see so i hope that in five years people are still wondering what i'm gonna do next how about you ashley i think i would want people to think of me as i don't know a a somebody that my music meant something to them. Maybe they connected to a song. They connected to a lyric. They con- Something that they connected to resonated with them enough to where it inspired them. Um, I feel like kind of that's why I was put on this planet, to kind of help other people, you know? So I was doing it through music. I'm doing it through acting, all that kind of stuff. So that's the most important thing to me is that it, it has affected somebody else and that they can walk away from it and say, like, Oh, it was really that was interesting. It, it made them feel something. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you both for being at the writer's table with me. I appreciate your time today. Thanks so much. Thank you, Pleasure Alton. to be here. The Ring of Fire production at Penobscot Theater and the Writer's Ring Songwriting Showcase are opportunities these musicians will never forget. And the audiences who had the chance to hear this original music will always remember this very unique show. Next on the songwriter's table, we'll hear from Galen Smith and Ira Kramer, the local boys from this songwriter's showcase in Bangor. You can find our Facebook page through our website at songwriterstable.com, where you can also find information on how you can support the songwriters on today's show and purchase their music. You can also follow us on Twitter at song to table That's song, the number two, table. Thank you for joining us around the songwriter's table today. I'm Allison Bangston. Mm-hmm.